milk cows, work all day in the fields, milk cows again, eat supper, then go to town and stay past midnight at a meeting of the school board. So God made a farmer. My administration will be focused on three very important words. Jobs, jobs, jobs. This man must be a minister, a social worker, a diplomat, a tough guy, and a gentleman. And of course he'll have to be a genius because he'll have to feed a family on a policeman's salary. From this day forward, it's going to be only America first. America first. We, the citizens of America, are now joined in a great national effort to rebuild our country and restore its promise for all of our people. Because today, we are not merely transferring power from one administration to another or from one party to another. But we are transferring power from Washington, D.C. and giving it back to you, the people. Hold on to your seats. Buckle up for safety. You are now entering another dimension with The Scott Adams Show. And that's right. My name is Scott Adams. You're listening to The Scott Adams Show. I want to thank everybody for tuning in today. And, uh, well, we have a lot to cover. So we're going to just get right to some of the top stories, like uh, the um, election fraud uh, being discovered in Georgia <laughs> six years later. And that's going to, you know, and then also how's that going to play out, like, with Fannie Willis and her frivolous indictments of the Trump family and Donald Trump, President Trump. How's that going to play out? Because they're saying, well, that's the one, that's the one. And Jenna, Jenna Ellis uh, and uh, Sidney Powell and all these other losers um, basically uh, copying a plea deal, you know, the corruption that's going on down there in Georgia with respect to trying to get Trump. You know, when Trump entered the swamp, he didn't realize that just about everything he touched was a swamp creature out to make a buck. But that's, in fact, what uh, what we're dealing with here. Um, so we have some tweets that we're going to read to you about Jenna Ellis. We're going to have some expose regarding the new findings of this judge, Totenberg, down there, that uh, is a radical left-wing judge, and yet still she is unraveling the liberals' case. They may end up with paper ballots after it's all said and done. These, these, um, these computerized election systems are being run by radical left-wing corrupt individuals to where they scan these QR like uh, QR codes or barcodes you know but you know what a QR code is right and they scan they have these QR codes but no one no one could read a QR code there's no language for that it's a scanner so when you read a QR code you just have to trust that it says what it's supposed to say 
what they're finding out is maybe the QR code said uh, on the Trump ballot actually said you voted for Biden. Huh? Yeah, there's no way to prove otherwise. There's no way to prove that that didn't happen. There's no way to prove that your ballot that said Trump had a QR code that said Biden. Wow. Game changer. And then you got uh, Speaker Johnson endorsing President Trump. At this point, what the heck is Ronna McDaniel doing, right? I mean, she needs to sit down and shut up. She's vindictive. She's been proven to be corrupt. And she um, she basically, uh, like when Vivek gave her the beatdown of all beatdowns in his debate night speech, she said, well, we're not going to fund him anymore. We're not going to give any campaign funds to him. He crossed the line. I'm a Romney. And then the other thing is, too, you know, in the Senate, you got, Mitch McConnell, he's not going to make it. He's going to have to be replaced. But if he's replaced, you got a Democrat governor in Kentucky, Bashir, uh, that's going to appoint the Senate replacement. So it's a no-win situation for Kentucky because they foolishly elected McConnell, who ran as a Trump ally until he got his six years banked and then he turned coat. But Mitt, Mitt Romney's out in Utah. He's not re, re, re running for re-election. Um, but a lot of people are talking about Senator Manchin, who's not running for re-election in West Virginia. He'll be replaced by a, a real Republican. But a lot of people are suggesting that he might run as an independent. Because he's starting to do this tour around the country. Why would he be doing that? Because I think he sees the appeal of a center Democrat. Which can only hurt Biden. A lot of people think that somehow RFK Jr. can hurt Trump. Because they suggest that RFK Jr. is somehow a Trumpian type of Democrat that could pull votes from Trump. Well, I have news for you. That's not going to happen. This guy says anybody that is a climate denier should be in jail. That's what RFK Jr. said. We're going to hear it here on the Scott Adams Show today. So, Let's um to and and then there's a also a new uh a new push for releasing the J6 tapes and I think Speaker Johnson's getting a lot of pressure to do it. So we're going to start with that. Uh Byron Donalds was talking about it and let's see what he has to say here. All right. Six tapes are going to be released. And had a brief 
As I understand it, I do believe the J6 tapes are going to be released. I had a brief conversation with the speaker. When it comes to members wanting to see that footage being released, there are a large number of members who want it out there. But to the two-tier system of justice in our country right now, we all know that it is unfair, the persecution of Donald Trump. But this is why we have to make sure that the rule of law continues and that the Democrats have to be held accountable for their malfeasance, what they're doing in these courtrooms all around the country. But we have to also make sure that we're protecting our Constitution and protecting the rule of law in America. You can't just go down this road of saying, well, they did it, so now we're going to do it too. Especially when the volume of evidence against Hunter Biden, Jim Biden, and Joe Biden is so big, so voluminous. When you actually lay out this case, the American people will see it for exactly what it is. And then they'll be able to compare and see how radical the Democrats have come in their quest to try to just get Donald Trump. It's foolish, it's ridiculous, but when you lay out the evidence very clearly, then it actually makes it easier to see that the Democrat Party does not care about America. They do not care about our democracy. They only care about power and their agenda. By the way, speaking of the Biden crime family, uh, which he was talking about for a brief minute there, um, they found the Coke uh, again. They have new photos of the Coke in a dime bag in a locker, number 50. So who had the key to the locker, number 50? Who Who is that? Huh. So, I mean, you know, they obviously they know there's there's videotape every seven feet in the White House. They have it on videotape. They know who the locker where the Coke was found. They know who had the key to that locker. And it was in the Biden family orbit. Is what they called it. That's the new information that was released. And during that same weekend, Hunter Biden was rubbing his nose and combing his hair with his hand, you know, like fidgety, like high on Coke. Someone juiced up. So uh, it was around Easter weekend or something like that. But you got to just like, wow, what a corrupt family, you know. And, And Jill Biden, Dr. Jill had the nerve to tweet out, decency is on the ballot. <laughs> you got her brother, you got her brother-in-law, Frank, posing nude, selfie nudes on the internet. <laughs> and then you got Hunter sleeping with every hooker in every country in the world and doing high on crack and doing shady deals for the big guy. They busted that out. It is unbelievable, the two standards of justice. How in the world can my Democrat friends look themselves in the mirror and say they care about this country? How in the world, these Biden voters, do you look at yourself in the mirror and somehow say that Biden is a more decent human being than Trump? I mean, how in the world do you square that? I, for the life of me, can't figure that one out. I'll never figure that one out. It's got to be some sort of a cult. It's got to be something related to mental disorder. I don't know, but I don't understand it. I never will. Uh, because I'm, I guess, not a psychotherapist. I don't know. Maybe I need to take a, a 
a doctorate in psychology or something to figure this out. But here is RFK Jr. I like RFK Jr. I like him. But not when he speaks like this. I didn't, you know, I just think it's, I'm playing it because it's important for people to hear. It's like, what's the difference? Where's the daylight between RFK Jr. and Trump? Daylight's right here. Be in jail. I think they should be enjoying three hots and a cot at the Hague with all the other war criminals who are there. What about politicians, uh, people who deny, who express skepticism? They're selling out the public trust. And, you know, I think those guys who are doing the, the Koch brothers bidding and who are against all the evidence of the rational mind are saying that global warming doesn't exist, that they are contemptible human beings, and that, you know, I wish that there were a law you could punish them under. I don't think there's a, war, a law that you can punish those politicians under, but I, do I think the Koch brothers should be prosecuted for reckless endangerment? Absolutely. That should be in jail. I think they should be in So he thinks that if you don't jump on board the climate train, the gravy train, he thinks you should be in jail. (laughs) So, like, under that math, if you think that the election rigging was real and that you protested in D.C. on January 6th, election fraud, then you would think that uh, they should be in jail, and they are. So you see, that's a, that's a terrible thing. And the other thing is related to the election fraud. They're finding it out now. So it can only help Trump's case in, in Fannie Willis country in Georgia. But, um, but across the board, they're finding election fraud. These election, the, Everybody that believes in election integrity needs to get on board with paper ballots. Do away with these machines. In a lot of other countries, they're able to pull off paper ballots. I don't care if I have to wait, but I want a fair election. I want free and fair elections. Because we keep getting these um, politicians that we can't get out of office because they're, they're part of the system, the swamp. And they're the benefactors that keep the government running. You take these eight Republicans that betrayed uh, us by allowing Alejandro Mayorkas, the uh, Department of Homeland Security loser, um, who supports the invasion at our border, to continue. And 12 didn't even bother to vote. Disgusting. So eight Republicans voted with Democrats Against impeachment, Patrick McHenry, Tom McClintock, Virginia Fox, Daryl Issa, Cliff Bentz, Ken Buck. Ken Buck, what a loser. Mike Turner, John Duarte. And I guess uh, another 12 didn't even vote. It's impossible to comprehend. Jenna Ellis, President Trump's attorney, who pleaded with uh, copped a plea deal with um, Fannie Willis along with Sidney Powell and and and, uh, and Cheeseboro. Um, these people are are corrupt and they're bankrupt inside. And you know this is a Jenna Ellis. It uh, says she's very religious. I don't think she has a trustworthy bone in her body. She has zero integrity in my book. So some Mega Nancy says, 
Either Jenna Ellis Esquire is an awful lawyer who advised President Trump poorly, or she is a money-hungry pariah who'll say and do anything for a buck. So in December of 2020 and November of 2020, she says these things. Happy Thanksgiving to everyone except the fraudsters who rigged the election. Huh? She just said that the election was rigged then. Then she said, December 3rd, 2020, the video evidence being shown in the Georgia Senate hearing is shocking. Room cleared at 10.30 p.m. Four, p.m. four people stay behind. Thousands of ballots pulled from under a table in suitcases and scanned. Fraud. Then she said, President Trump should never concede the election. She said that December 28th, 2020. Hmm. So, how is Trump the the guy to blame there was fraud they're finding it out now so regarding the israel gaza thing you know i say uh israel will cease their counteroffensive when hamas ceases to be a threat to the jewish state they're making up all kinds of lies folks about like this hospital that was supposedly out of electricity and out of food supplies and out of this and that and the other. And next thing you know, some guy shoots a video. It was almost like those empty hospitals during COVID where it's like when they had the Comfort and the Mercy ships and they had the Jacob Javits Center in New York and they had all this stuff. And there were these YouTubers that were going around on their bikes and they were videotaping these empty hospitals. They'd walk in. They had security told to leave because they were showing a shining a light on the fraud where the news media was saying, oh, the hospitals are overwhelmed. The hospitals weren't even busy. There was no one in the waiting room because of COVID. People weren't even going to the hospital. But, you know, the thing is, is that then they had these like little tent camps and, and places to process all these people with COVID. No one was there. People would show up on their bikes with their video. video. They were all empty. There was no line waiting to get on a, uh, the, sh- the hospital ship. There was no line to get into the Jacob Javits Center. There was no crisis. Everything was just made up by a bunch of liberals, just like Jesse Smollett just like the Whitmer kidnapping, just like the J6 infiltrators like Ray Epps, they're finding out more and more about the J6 tapes. And once the J6 tapes come out, you know, all these cases about an insurrection are going to go to sleep. And all this 14th Amendment BS in Colorado and Michigan are going to go away. We can't have Trump on the ballot. He was part of an insurrection. Of course, it was an infiltration by the FBI who the Republicans, 70 Republicans voted for new funding, $300 million complex for the FBI. And Matt Gates had something to say about that, and we're going to talk about that too as well today. But this is the kind of thing that just can't stand. So, but just briefly talking about the Israeli conflict. Israel will cease their counteroffensive when Hamas ceases to be a threat 
to the Jewish state. I agree with the statement that Speaker Johnson made, and that was his statement, Speaker Mike Johnson. But there's this meme. It says, isn't it crazy how Gaza is running out of everything but rockets? Those are a million dollars a piece. But yeah, they can't afford food and electricity. It's such BS. And not only that, false reporting. All right. So speaking of Hermit Dillon, who we had on this show, who was a Trump attorney, a good one, one we like. She goes, boom, my Dillon Law, Dillon Law partners obtained yet another victory for the Trump campaign in Wayne County, Michigan, where the judge granted our motion for summary judgment and rejected. Summary judgment is like the bottom of the barrel. Like they just throw it out. Summary judgment is like tossed. This is a frivolous case. Summary judgment and rejected the argument that the election officials have a right to determine 14th Amendment eligibility onward and upward. Yeah, thrilled to report that we just won the other three Michigan cases about Trump appearing in the ball- on the ballot in Michigan. Proud of my partner. Now, that's only going to help Trump's stock, especially in Detroit where black people think of themselves as the victim to the, to the boss, to the man. And here you got Trump standing alongside them as a victim of persecution. So they found this out too. Rashid Tlaib, who was censored, censored in the uh, House, exclusive. Uh, Rashid Tlaib, member of secret Facebook group where Hamas terrorists are glorified. So she's on there saying, yeah, go, kill, kill more people. She's a congresswoman. Fox News put this report out. Unbelievable, though. Unbelievable. So here we got 70 House Republicans voted in favor of rewarding the FBI with a $300 million headquarters in Greenbelt, Maryland. I know Greenbelt. It's on the stop on the metro. I've been there. I think I take Greenbelt, Maryland, to get to um, to go to a go to wrestling events over at the University of Maryland in College Park. <coughs> Excuse me. Let's take a listen to Matt Gates about this FBI thing. The FBI wants a massive new complex for their Washington, D.C. area-based activities. They want to spend more than $300 million on that complex. Though the FBI has an employee base that's about 2.3% of the United States military. Mr. Speaker, they're literally asking for something that is larger than the Pentagon for the FBI. And so my amendment would disallow any planning, spending, distribution of funds for that purpose. I don't believe that the FBI deserves a massive new headquarters or Washington field office. The uh, activities inside of Washington, the greater Washington metro area, have really driven a lot of the investigative work we have done. It's not bad folks from the FBI out at some field office in middle America or, or elsewhere in the country. 
It is the Washington, D.C.-based activities that have pressured other field offices for no good law enforcement reason. It's the D.C.-based entities that have suppressed credible investigative leads into criminal conduct over the objections of other bureaus and offices. And they've initiated investigations into American citizens merely for engaging in constitutionally protected speech. They've attempted to entrap members of the United States Senate by holding false classified briefings. That's testimony we got from Senators Grassley and Senator Johnson. They've also worked hard to censor factual information harmful to their preferred political candidates, notably the Hunter Biden laptop story that the FBI, based in the D.C. metro area, uh, were involved in, in cajoling censorship of. Building a new headquarters would condone, reinforce, and enable the Washington field office of the Federal Bureau of Investigation's nefarious behavior. We shouldn't do it, and we should adopt this amendment to ensure that's the case. Well, that didn't happen. So, uh, new. Uh, this is new in. 70 House Republicans voted in favor of rewarding the FBI with a $300 million headquarters in Greenbelt, Maryland. This is the same FBI that has been aggressively targeting Trump supporters while protecting the Biden crime family. Republicans who oftentimes like to pretend that they want to reform the FBI decided to take a break from the false outrage and reward the corrupt barrel. The Greenbelt headquarters will be re, uh, be placed on 61 acres of land. The building itself will be on 4.1 acres uh, acre site. And the building height may be up to 17 stories tall. And the FBI will likely continue throwing Trump supporters in prison while protecting the Biden crime family. Yeah, it's disgusting. We live in such a banana republic. It's it's so unreal, um, to say the least. <clears throat> so somebody puts this meme up and says, Welcome to 2030. I own nothing, have no privacy, and life has never been better. <laughs> uh, it's crazy. Member of Parliament in Denmark. <laughs> Uh, well, just crazy stuff. So, um, briefly, I'll talk about this. Uh, I didn't know much about this. I, I was doing research for the show today, and uh, the police in uh, Las Vegas, I was reading this from Charlie Kirk's tweet, police in Las Vegas arrest eight teenagers who now face murder charges over death of Jonathan Lewis Jr., a 17-year-old white high school student. He was jumped and beaten to death on November 1st near Rancho High School. This is all the doing of Barack Obama and Joe Biden. You know, this this, this uh, stoking the flames has driven people mad. You know, this whole chaos and this trans movement and this cisgender gender uh, dysphoria bs is just absolutely off the charts unhinged and these people are crazy they're mentally ill and uh i i think there's something in the water i think that there's something in the food i think that there uh something in the video games there's something in the social media and you know, what's patently rewarded and what's patently um, thwarted, you know, in terms of truth is censored. 
and disinformation is promoted. And we're seeing that in social media algorithms all over the place, which is only going to get worse with the evolution of artificial intelligence. And what is up is down, black is white, left is right. It's all going to happen. And people, weak-minded people, are going to believe this BS because they don't have an independent thought in their body. They're just regurgitators of what they've been told, provided that the person that's telling them is believable or assimilating to their way of thinking. Jonathan's uh, father claims of his GoFund on his GoFundMe that one of Jonathan's smaller friends had something stolen by the, this group of fifteen, and they threw the small boy in the trash can. And our son confronted them, and he was attacked by them. The killers whooped in triumph and joy while jumping and stomping on Lewis's helpless, limp body. Every single one of them should die in prison, is what Charlie Kirk said. It's very, very discriminating. If this was uh, the other way around, white boys doing this to a black kid, what do you think would happen in America? It's two standards of everything, not just justice. It doesn't stop at justice. So just a reminder that COVID was created in a laboratory in China the pandemic was completely avoidable. Did Joe Biden and the Democrats hold them responsible? No. And now 2024 Democrat candidate Newsom is rolling out the red carpet for the new best friend forever, President G. So President G shows up in San Fran. Gavin Newsom admitted that he cleaned up Tent City and San Francisco for the arrival of his money guy, the bag man, President G. You know, uh, President Trump had relations with G that were mano a mano, not puppet master to puppet. And it's obvious that we know who the puppet master is. Xi Jinping over the Democrat politicians who sold out America for Chinese money. Xi Jinping was complicit in releasing a biological weapon upon the world, and this is the warm welcome the Biden administration gives him. You know, a parade and the whole ball of wax. So, um, back to Gaza for just a second. This video was taken of Al-Shifa Hospital a few hours ago. Please note two things. The courtyard is empty. The thousands of refugees who were cooped inside have left. The lights are still on, even unnecessary outside lights. The stories about lack of power are fake. Here's a report from the BBC, and it says, BBC is officially a parody account. Israel military, we are entering Shifa Hospital with Arabic-speaking and medical teams. And... So that's the Israel military, the IDF, and the Israel Defense Force. 
But BBC says Israel military announced that it is entering Shifa Hospital to target Arabic-speaking and medical teams. <laughs> Listen. At this moment, we are hearing from Reuters that is reporting that Israel, it says its forces are carrying out an operation against Hamas in Gaza's Al-Shifa hospital. And they are targeting people, including medical teams, as well as Arab speakers. Uh, they are also saying that Israel is calling on all Hamas operatives in the hospital to surrender at this point. Once again, we are hearing from Reuters that Israel says that its forces are carrying out an operation against Hamas in that hospital that we had just heard of. They are targeting is Arab speakers as well as some of the medical staff there. And they are asking all Hamas operatives in that hospital to surrender. Okay. All right. So again, They what what was actually happening is Israel's military. We were entering Shifa Hospital with Arabic speaking and medical teams. <laughs> they were doing it to help, not hurt. And so BBC had to issue a statement. And now uh, an apology from the BBC. A BBC News, uh, as it covered uh, initial reports that Israeli forces has entered Gaza's main hospital. We said that medical teams and Arab speakers were being targeted. This was incorrect and misquoted a Reuters report. We should have said IDF forces included medical teams and Arabic speakers for this operation. So we apologize for this error, which fell below our usual editorial standards. The correct version of events was broadcast minutes later total total corruption in the media bbc just apologized we said that the meta you know, so you, you heard her but it's absolutely insane so bbc's reporting guidelines lie get caught apologize go to step one yeah someone else writes we are sorry that our Purposeful mischaracterization of Israel's actions didn't fly this time. We will work on telling lies more subtly in the future. <laughs> yeah, this is what's going on, folks. You can't you trust the media anymore. We don't we don't have a free press. We have a liberal press that's misguided. And somehow Hamas is is what they're supporting. A terror group that kills innocent people i mean they hamas has always been a terror group a terror group that um according to erdogan obama's best buddy literally like obama's favorite world leader erdogan from turkey a radical islamic uh, racist uh that runs turkey into the ground and said hamas is a duly elected, you know, entity, you know. Hamas is a democratic leader of Palestine. Well, they did vote Hamas in, but it was a, probably a rigged election. And 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 even even still, even if it wasn't a rigged election, say it was a legitimate election, shame on the Palestinians for voting for all supporting terror. And hating Israel and hating the West and hating America. You know, they raise their children this way. So, you know, if they're going to go ahead and vote by the, live by the sword, they're going to die by the sword. And 
And that's just the way the cookie crumbles. But to give them money and reward them for their behavior is insane. The only Democrat ally that we have in the Middle East is Israel. They're the only ones that are tolerant of homosexuality or LGBTQ or trans. They're the only country in the Middle East where you can actually be anything you want and not get killed for it. I mean, to to a certain degree, I guess. I mean, more so than Jordan, Lebanon, Syria, Egypt, Libya, all uh, Iraq, all the countries that surround Israel. So, all right. So, good morning, Exland. This is great news. Judge Amy Totenberg has issued a decision concurring. There is sufficient reason to believe that the electronic voting machines used by the state of Georgia have substantial flaws and there may be cybersecurity deficiencies that unconstitutionally burden plaintiffs. First and 14th Amendment rights and capacity to cast effective votes that are accurately counted could be affected. So judge denies... Georgia voting machine critics are conspiracy theorists. Are um, judge denies that Georgia voting machine critics are conspiracy theorists. Dominion lawsuit heads to trial. This is according to Becker News. It's kind of an interesting development, frankly. So Fulton County Election Board discovers missing ballots from November election. And, <coughs> excuse me, so during the Tuesday meeting that the early voting ballot tally will be fi- finalized by the afternoon and that a record of the incident will be maintained. Oh, no, I'm not going to read that. Okay, so I was trying to get to like a, um, I was trying to read you the facts of the case. So Fulton County, Georgia's high-priced criminal defense lawyers see writing on the wall. So Rapidsberger, for example, a Republican uh, attorney, uh, secretary of state or attorney general, um, is he called for a summary, a summary um, uh, to, to throw the case out. And the judge said, no, we're not going to throw this case out. There's merit here. There's a lot of merit here. So these 150,000 still secret 2020 unfolded mail ballots with the perfect ovals protected by court order for three years may have gone missing and the county's lawyers have just quit. So there's a lot of shenanigans going on in this case. It'll be interesting to see how this plays out. But we have more on this particular case. According to American Greatness, late Friday, U.S. District Judge Amy Totenberg denied a motion by Georgia election officials to dismiss a case that claims the state's electronic voting system is insecure. So 
she's saying there's merit here that says they're secure. And here, Gateway Pundit says, unscrupulous leftist judge Amy Totenberg, a Obama appointee, pushes forward with lawsuit against Georgia's Secretary of State, Raffensperger. So why this case and why now? And they ask this question. And that's a good question. So University of Michigan professor of computer science and engineering, Halderman, and security uh, researcher and assistant professor at Auburn, Drew Stringle, collaborate on the report where they discovered many exploitable vulnerabilities. This is what I've been saying all along. All you have to do is find a way to, to break the system, which, you know, find the lack of chain of custody and, and find a way that you can rig it without getting caught. And sure enough, uh, then once you prove that you could rig it, by having an unscrupulous person. Because, see, you can't just trust everybody. See, in the paper ballot world, we always had, like, minority inspectors, you know, people from both parties uh, there on the scene to make sure that everything was on the up and up. So we first reported uh, on the uh, Obama judge, Totenberg, in 2018 when she got involved in the governor's race and attempted to delay the final results and steal the race for State C. Abrams. On Friday, Judge Totenberg issued an order denying the Georgia Secretary of State and Election Board to dismiss the Curling versus Raffensperger case. The case is now set for trial on January 9th. So that's kind of a big deal. We'll see what happens. All right. Here's another piece. Federal Judge Amy Totenberg, an Obama appointee, released a monster opinion and order blasting Georgia election officials for major deficiencies that she ruled warrant a full trial in this case. The order comes over six years after the litigation started related to the 2018 elections. We reviewed the 135-page order from the Northern District of Georgia and considered its implications in 2024. Let's take a listen to a piece of this. This is a 41-minute uh, thing. We're going to listen to just a piece of it. This is uh, Robert Javal, Javali. Uh, he is a an attorney talking about this case. Quickly, the vulnerabilities of the prior system, because we want to see what the problem was. In the original complaint, they say that the system was compromised, not been properly examined, tested, not been tested, and it was vulnerable to outside manipulation. They filed the lawsuit, Curlings, right back in 2017. The case was initially filed in Fulton County on July 3rd. So they filed it in Fulton County Court, and then it was removed to federal court, which is where we're at now. The original complaint said that Georgia used the DRE system. It was burdening their right to vote because it wasn't accurate. Then in the 
the summer of 2018, they filed motions for preliminary injunctions. They're saying, hey, the midterms are coming up and they brought in some experts. This guy came in, Logan Lamb. He says, you know, this guy, he says, this is kind of weird. Plaintiff presented evidence that in August, 2016, a professional cybersecurity expert called Logan, he discovered, weird, he could access via the CES public website, multiple gigabytes of election data. Like, no, it's just browsing around on the Googles, you know. Thousands of files with private elector information tucked inside, home addresses, birth dates, and more. Just gigabytes, spreadsheets, everybody. In addition, he says, I got access, again, via the internet, just logged in. I got the election management database for at least 15 counties. <laughs> Databases that I could create ballot definitions on, program memory cards, tally, store. Remember, the judge is not finding this is true, but this is evidence that has influenced the judge's opinion. And she's putting it in an order. So like she found this dude kind of credible enough to put him in here, as well as passwords that polling place supervisors used to administer. Lamb immediately alerted the election director, but despite this notification, they didn't do anything about it. <laughs> It's Georgia. Oh, man. Does anybody else know what you can do? No. Well, that's probably good. Months later, in February, one of Lamb's cybersecurity colleagues discovered he was able to repeat what Lamb had done and got the same key election data. Weird. On March 1st, Grayson notified another colleague and someone else notified. And days later, the FBI was alerted and they took temporary possession of the CES server. Data's all already gone. It's all already out there, right? China's got it. Everybody's got it. A few months after that, on July 7th, four days after this lawsuit was originally filed, all data on the hard drives was destroyed. Hmm. Elections.kennesaw.edu was destroyed. They deleted it all. Now, a day after this action was removed to court, after they took this from Fulton County to district court, all the data on the secondary server, which contained similar information, was also destroyed. That's weird. Who are these people destroying evidence? Are they Hillary Clinton? Were those in a basement somewhere? Now, after these events, the Secretary of State, they shut down the CES. Like, oops, not good. Only CES members transferred to the state was Michael Barnes and someone else. Barnes had a degree in public information training and so on. Now they held a hearing in court and the court found that like the plaintiffs, yeah, you guys have shown that the DRE system was bad. Yeah, the high risk of alteration of ballots that could impact our votes. And But the court declined to grant injunctive relief because the defendants were warned. It said that further delay by the state in remediating the outdated technology would be intolerable. So then in spring of 2019, they file another set of suits. They say, we need paper ballots. This is ridiculous. This is all rigged. They sought to require Raffensburg and the government to address the ongoing issues riddled with data reliability problems. And after a hearing, the court granted in part their injunction. They said in 2019, the court found that plaintiffs had presented a catalog of pervasive voting problems arising from 2017 to 2018 that had compounded and expanded the evidence established in 2018. The evidence at that time demonstrated that Georgia's election system burdened the plaintiff's right to cast secure, reliable votes. You have a right to vote, a right to vote vote securely, not a right to go in, vote, and have some bureaucrat dump it into a shredder. Those pervasive voting problems included, among other things, the lack of a paper ballot trail, outdated operating systems, bad software, further development about breaches at servers that they just delete, and so on. Now, the court is going to give us an overview of all of these problems. Lack of a paper trail. And we're going to see if these apply to the new system, so we'll go through these quickly. But first, the court recognized there was no paper voting trail in the old system. You couldn't count where they came from and track it. They also had outdated operating systems. 
systems. These servers were running on Windows XP 2000. Oh gosh, slow and ineffective responses to data breaches. Next, the court reviewed the evidence about data mismanagement, the record destruction events as well. Even though Mr. Lamb, this expert, made exhaustive efforts to try to bring this to somebody's attention, they didn't do anything. Everything was grossly out of date, the essential Windows software, nobody cares. <laughs> They're like, what are you kidding me? It's working perfectly from our end. The expanded record also revealed the extent to which the director at the time was aware. He knew all about it. In fact, the staff had confirmed these threats. And the supplemented record shows the extensive efforts that were expended in to inspire action. Okay, like a ton of people were warning them. It was only after Lamb and his cybersecurity colleague called Grayson talked to somebody at KSU. Green, after confirming the exposure, calls this guy, Stephen Gay. Gay says the security team. Moreover, everybody goes into this. One of the files that was problematic, 5.7 million records with personally identifying information. And these guys can't figure out how to secure it. It's your government for you. Now, a detailed incident report was identified the seriousness of all of this, but there was no evidence that measures were taken to assess the integrity of the election data that was ultimately transferred to the server. So they don't even know what's in it. There were problems with the voter registration database. In addition, the court found in 2019, these plaintiffs here presented significant evidence of vulnerabilities in the voter registration database. Again, outdated software. Again, no remedial action to solve the problem. They said, we did do some remedial action. We got this company called Fortalice Solutions. They're a forensic company, but it was outside of their contract to focus on election division or GEMS data. So they actually didn't really bring them in to do much of anything. So based on all this evidence, as the court stated, the state, quote, had stood by for far too long in failing to address these vulnerabilities. But even so, after considering all of the evidence, the court found that the weight against granting a request for an order requiring a better system. They still said, you know, what can we do? So they're trying to fix everything. And so we can't grant you, like the judge is not going to grant the plaintiffs the right to just reform everything. Now, Georgia then transitioned. Georgia transitions from the DRE to the new Dominion. Now, in the middle of this litigation, the Secretary of State office, right, they're all under pressure. They know all of their systems are super problematic. They say, we better get a new system. Plus, Trump's running again. In April 2019, the Georgia State Legislature enacted a new bill. It required the Secretary to replace the DRE system. HB 316 requires the state to switch to a new voting system that uses electronic ballot markers. It also required audits. Additionally, at the time it was enacted, it contained additional provisions requiring the Secretary of State to select at least one county to perform a risk-limiting audit by December 31st. Have to launch a pilot program. It was later removed from the statute and other provisions were weakened in 2023. Yeah, of course they are. All the provisions are weakened because they tightened it up and then they weakened it back down. So they say the Secretary of State in July issued a notice to award the new voting systems in the run-up to 2020 to Dominion. Now, how does this work? The Dominion Democracy Suite includes the following components, a BMD, Dominion EMS software, blah, blah, blah. Here's the process. Now, while the scanners count the in-person votes based on QR codes, in the event of a recount, human readable text governs instead of the QR codes. The BMD system was used for the first time on a statewide basis, June 9th for the presidential primaries, and currently it's being used. Now, they just amended their complaints, okay? So they just swapped it out. The same plaintiffs are still here. They're complaining about DRE when this lawsuit starts six years ago. They switched the system and they say, okay, fine, it doesn't matter. Just put in Dominion. It's the same problems. They literally amended their complaints to just challenge BMD. Three substantive challenges, much the same. They say that the BMD system also violates the same constitutional rights and the government moved to dismiss. Then we filed another round of motions, but here are the concerns. As discussed above, there are concerns about QR code vulnerabilities, that those might be subject to alteration. As discussed, the BMDs generate paper printouts that include both the voters selections and a QR 
QR code. So the QR code is supposed to be an encoding, I think. Let's see what it says. The printout is then fed into a separate ballot scanner that records the information from the QR code, not from the list of the voters' selections. So you think you vote for uh, Trump right here, right? You go voting for Trump and not for Biden. And you vote for, you know, Republican senator here, not for this person here. You say, okay, great. And then what you do is you, you know, the machine, you push all the buttons, the machine spits that out. And on the left, it has your results. And you say, oh, perfect. That's exactly what I voted for. But over here, you get this QR code, right? And it says, bop, 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 bop. it looks like a QR code. And it's all, you know, discombobulated. And it says, the QR code, it says that this matches this, right? That this and this match each other. That they're the same thing. But what if they're not? Okay, what if this is not true? What if this QR code has just been programmed because we can't read it? It's supposed to be the same thing, but this says Biden, 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 right? Or Warnock, Warnock, Warnock. And we think we're voting for Trump, but we're not. We're actually voting for Biden. The scanner saves the QR code information to removable flash drives and plaintiffs say this system is problematic. The machines that generated the printouts were vulnerable to hacking and they could result in the alteration of either the human readable text or the QR codes. Plaintiffs could not verify whether the QR codes actually match their results. The curling plaintiff submitted a motion. Dr. Alex Halderman made this argument. He said, easy, malicious actors could easily infiltrate the voting system. Various cyber attacks, a lot of stuff could be deleted, added. The court noted that the findings were consistent with a broad consensus among cybersecurity experts that BMD systems are susceptible to malware. And the same experts that agreed that these vulnerabilities take on greater significance in these systems because it relies on unauditable QR codes for counting the votes, okay? Georgia relies on unauditable QR codes. They cannot be read or verified before the voters. So they say they're raising concerns about the ability to audit these results. Specifically, selections within the QR codes did not match the selections that appear to be human readable. They say that the plaintiffs argue the audits would not necessarily remediate these issues because most voters don't review this stuff. And they pre- Right, and he goes into saying um, that the people that are in charge of the QR codes could be bad players, right? They could be evildoers. So there's no way to audit that. There's no way to trace it or track it. No way whatsoever. So so long as that is true, you must abandon that because it puts the power into the hands of like that Coomer dude that was part of Dominion um, uh, Systems that hated Trump. So, so basically, you know, you have some Trump hater in charge of the QR code. So you could fill out Trump all you want. And in the local scan, it might say you voted for Trump. But in the counting scan, the QR code that's getting counted, that might be something completely different. So um, also beware that in other uh, countries now, they're bringing masks back like in Australia. Um, and and uh, there's a bill that's being passed John Solomon came out with this. There's a bill that's being uh, pushed in Congress that says would force Ohio contractors to verify immigration status. Now, that would be a huge bill, and I would keep an eye on that particular bill. And that would be amazing if they were able to pull that off Um, because you would see a lot of pushback against that. Because there would be so much 
uh, involved with that. The, the number, the number, the sheer the number of, uh, you know, uh, non-citizens that are building our buildings and working in construction and uh, elsewhere is huge, bigger than we could ever imagine. And so a bill like that would be pretty amazing and telling as well. See who votes for it and who doesn't. Well, be sure to check out magapack.org to find out how we're advancing America First policies to make America great again. To help keep Scott Adams' show commercial free, make a donation if you can. Use Red State over at mypillow.com. And we'll see you next time on the radio. Bye bye, everybody.